Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. What is good, brothers and sisters? Welcome to Canty and Carlin. You got my man Aaron Goldhammer over there. You got your man Freddie Coleman over here, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Series XM Channel 80 and ESPN Plus. Brother Goldhammer, how you doing on What's this up, Tuesday? Freddie? Here we go. Yeah, here we I go. Know. We got some quarterback drama to talk yeah. about today. It's just another day in the world of sports, Absolutely, huh? Absolutely, because the NFL continues to be the biggest, baddest boy and biggest, baddest girl in any jungle. As a matter of fact, regarding quarterbacks in 10 minutes, once again, Aaron Rodgers is proving me right and proving a lot of you wrong. Wait until you hear about that coming up in 10 minutes. It still continues to be a story when it comes to this quarterback, Aaron, and that's Dak Prescott and trying to fix him. And if you need a coach to fix him or a quarterback coach to fix him. The biggest thing to me, Aaron Goldhammer, is this can't be just about a coach or a new coach or an offensive coordinator. Dak Prescott has to fix Dak Prescott, excuse, Dak Prescott excuse me, before anybody else can try to attempt to do that. When it comes to him, you know, I just wonder whether this is the best of him, you know, like that's fair because he's the quarterback of the Cowboys. I think people's expectation is always, oh, he can be better. Oh, he can be better. Like, I don't think Dak will ever be a top five quarterback in the NFL. Do you need a top five quarterback to win a Super Bowl? Eh, I, I, I don't know that you do. Mm-hmm. But if you're only going to score 12 points in a big playoff game on the road, it's not enough. you got to figure out other ways to be able to put points on the board. And at the very least, Freddie, if he took some pressure off of himself and he started to be comfortable in who he is, he might stop throwing the costly interceptions that I think really cost them the game on Sunday. One, yeah, one of the things, and that's a great point in terms of putting pressure on himself because Dak Prescott, I think the best we have seen from him was his rookie season when he didn't have these kind of expectations. Fourth round pick out of Mississippi State, Tony Romo goes down. Everybody's wondering, what are the Cowboys going to do? He leads in the NFC Championship, and it took one of the all-time great playoff throws from Aaron Rodgers to knock him out of that game at home. Dak Prescott suffers from this. This is just me spitballing, Aaron. Yeah. Is that you've seen other quarterbacks uplift their team. You've seen Purdy, Brock Purdy, the quarterback in San Francisco, the backup to the backup, get that team in the NFC Championship game. You've seen Joe Burrow do that missing three offensive linemen going on the road to beat the Buffalo Bills. You've seen Patrick Mahomes do it time and time again for the Kansas City Chiefs. And people look at Dak Prescott and say, you got this kind of pedigree, you got this tiny kind of team, and you can't do that. What is your problem, Dak Prescott? Well, I think that he's a good enough quarterback. I just don't think that he's ever in the great conversation. So... I think if the Cowboys recognize that, pay him like that, and then build a team around him, I absolutely think that he could be good enough to win. But if you put the kind of pressure on him where he's got to be the guy to throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns, he could do that against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoffs. But I don't know that he's ever going into San Francisco and pulling that off. I think now, though, we're entering an interesting phase of his career because At this age, Freddie, with his injury history now, Mm -hmm. I don't think he's getting any better than he already is. He's sort of in his prime. And I wonder, like, were the Cowboys that much worse this year to you with Cooper Rush playing quarterback than they were with Dak Prescott? Like, 
Dak's a better quarterback, but how much different did they really look when Cooper Rush was the guy under center than they did when Dak Prescott was playing QB? The throws that he can make that Cooper Rush will never be able to make, but I'm going to trampoline on the other side of your argument based on what you just said with Cooper Rush, where he looked more like the quarterback position. The one thing that Cooper Rush, in my opinion, does better than Dak Prescott, he reads defenses better in terms of pre-snap reads. That's all, more than ever before in modern NFL, if you don't have a quarterback that can make the right pre-snap reads and get your team into the right play, no matter what the play call is, Aaron, off the bench, from the offensive coordinator, from the head coach, you're going to have a problem. Brock Purdy has shown that he can read defenses with pre-snaps. We know Joe Burrow can do it. We know Patrick Mahomes can do it. But Dak Prescott, at this point, if you have not have, if you don't have the ability to be a great pre-snap reader at quarterback in modern football, then you are going to be who you are. You're only going to be as good as what the game plan is and not going off the script, which has been a problem for Dak Prescott ever since his rookie year in the NFL. Yeah, I just think he's the 12th to 14th best quarterback in the league. Would you rather have Dak or Kirk Cousins? I mean, I, I think... I'd rather have Dak Prescott. I mean, I think they're, they're, they're almost close, the same guy. They? They're, yeah. they're almost I mean, the same I'll, guy. <laughs> okay, so I think Minnesota and Dallas are in very similar positions and situations. They're paying guys who are above average like they're great. That's dangerous in the NFL to me. If you get Patrick Mahomes, okay, fine. Pay him the giant contract. Josh Allen, he's worth it. But if you have a quarterback like that, you are stuck where the Cowboys are, which is purgatory. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame Dak for that. I think the organization has to realize what they have in him. What do you make? You know, we live, Freddie, in this era where all this team-sponsored content, you know, comes out. And it's always, you know, the top yeah. five things Cowboy fans should be looking for this offseason. Uh-huh. The team social media account yeah, took a shot at the quarterback and I kept looking at it thinking that they were going to change it or edit it and take it down, and they haven't, and it feels intentional to me. Like they're trying to put pressure on him? They're trying to get his behind like in gears? Trying to send, yeah, they're trying to send him a, a message. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I just think it's a bad – I just think it's bad all the way around. But I think it's a bad look. Here's what the tweet read from the official Dallas Cowboys Twitter handle. I'm reading it word for word. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in the narrow loss to the 49ers in a match that the Cowboys had a chance to win if they didn't, again, generate self-inflicted wounds. Why? Not saying the tweet's wrong, but how can you do that to one of your own? You know what that is? It's like you come home one day and you forgot to do the dishes and your wife told everybody in the neighborhood. And I'm thinking, yeah. well, wait, I know I forgot to do the dishes, but don't share that information <laughs> with the neighborhood. Now you make it look to be a bad husband. Right. They made Dak Prescott Aaron look like an awful husband. Yeah. That may be the truth, but don't put it out there from your own social media account. It, it makes me wonder, because of who their owner is, mm-hmm. whether Jerry said to somebody, hey, you write this, you know, to, who really drafted that tweet? Uh, was it their social media director or is mm-hmm. Jerry Jones really the one behind it? trying to i don't know right would would they have because we're now entering what is going to be an offseason of insane quarterback movement you know we're going to talk about aaron Rodgers' comments here in just a second tom brady is going to be a free agent and could be available Mm -hmm. Derek carr and jimmy garoppolo and is it possible that the cowboys could enter the fray and decide to try to make a move and upgrade the like if lamar jackson was available yeah, I don't know, though. That's a lot of money to commit. when you, You're you going to have $49 million in dead cap money with Dak Prescott's contract paying him $31 million. I know. 
Yeah. I know, yeah. but I know Jerry Jones has enough money, Aaron, that he can write a check and every bank in this country would bounce. I don't think he wants to write that kind of check and start with a Lamar Jackson who may not fit what that offense does. How no many more years, though, Freddie, does he have left, though? I mean, and I think this does come down to him saying, I want my team to, before I ride off into the proverbial sunset of life, mm-hmm. I want to see this team make the Super Bowl again. Uh, do I really want to put that on Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy? Yeah. Or do I have one more desperate play in me to try to get back? Well, if he's going to do that, he should have made a call to Sean Payton by now. Because Sean Payton is out there, and I don't care what you have to commit in terms of compensation. That's a guy I know that will make Dak Prescott a lot better quarterback than Mike McCarthy as a head coach or Kellen Moore as an offense coordinator. He's proven what he can do with the New Orleans Saints. I know if Jerry Jones does not want to have that compensation to be given away for Sean Payton, then yeah. you know you got to deal with who you got to deal with, with yeah. Mike McCarthy, your head coach, Kellamore, your offense coordinator, even though he's auditioning for jobs to be a head coach, and Dak Prescott as your, as your quarterback. Jerry Jones is married to those three guys. I don't yep. think a divorce is happening anytime soon. Aaron Goldhammer, Freddie, coming in for the boys at Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. If you're looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces, come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. He's Aaron Goldhammer. Hit him on Twitter and Instagram at HammerNation19. I'm Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter and Instagram at Coleman ESPN, part of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80 and ESPN+. Plus. Remember the book Tuesdays with Maury, written by Mitch Albom? I guarantee, as great as that book is, it never got enough attention compared to Tuesdays with Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. So, of course, he had a chance to speak. He said he never thought about playing anywhere else other than for the Green Bay Packers. I've never been a free agent, um, which is pretty wild. I've never gotten to the end of my contract. So to even think about being in another uniform never really crossed my mind just because I, uh, I got a second contract in my fourth out of fifth year, five years. Um, and then each successive contract was with at least a year left on the deal. So there was never a time where you're thinking like, oh, I might be in another uniform. And. I've just never thought that way. You know, even when Jordan was drafted, I thought that might be a possibility for sure. I might not finish in Green Bay. Uh, then I won two COVID MVPs, and it, you know, obviously seemed a lot less likely. Um, but you never know. Does he sound like a guy who wants to be wanted here? I'm starting to wonder, Freddie, whether – the Packers want a divorce, and so does Aaron Rodgers. And it's time for them to hire you know, a good attorney <laughs> and negotiate their way out of this. Well, I don't know if they're calling Jacoby and Myers anytime soon when it comes to the Green Bay Packers or Aaron Rodgers, but I firmly believe Aaron Rodgers does not want to go anywhere because he has no reason to. He's got 50 million reasons to stay in Green Bay part of his contract. Mm-hmm. He also has power church and state. I go back, he mentioned the word, the term COVID. I go back to when... He did not want to get the vax, and that was on him. I didn't criticize him for it. That was his choice. But he also was going everywhere, knowing that he was potentially spreading that around or having it next to him. And not one person in that organization said a word. Not one person, like anonymous sources, Aaron, you know this, covering the Cleveland Browns and Cleveland sports, there's always that one person say, hey, man, you know, Aaron Rodgers is doing this and running afoul of COVID protocols. Not one person in that organization said a word. Yeah. And I said to myself, why would you leave when you got that kind of stroke, that kind of electricity, and everybody's going to give you what you want? People time and time again answer, well, he needs to go somewhere. Aaron Rodgers wants to go somewhere. Why would he want to leave a place where he is literally the ultimate supreme ruler? 
Nobody in sports has more power with an organization than Aaron Rodgers has with the Green Bay Packers. You know, it's funny. They don't have an owner, but they do. Their owner is is kind of Aaron Rodgers and all those <laughs> yeah. people who have the one share of the Packers, mm-hmm. you know, that they bought. I, I wonder, though, Freddie, like he just seems miserable to me. You know, I go back to that Sunday night when they were playing the Lions to mm-hmm. try to get into the playoffs. I thought he looked totally detached from the game. Okay. Um, and if he's unhappy then maybe there is a grass is greener situation for him. Okay. Um, he wanted to get traded. You know, obviously he was causing a ruckus a couple of years ago in the offseason. Maybe the Packers feel like they should have traded him then. I'm, I'm just getting the sense, you know, I'll, I'll put it this way. Okay. Adam Schefter is not a guy who just throws stuff up against the wall to see what sticks. Sure. There is no more credible reporter in football than him. If he keeps saying that he thinks that the Packers and Aaron Rodgers are going to be exploring a trade and mentioning the Jets and the stuff that he said <laughs> over the course of the last week, then I'm liable to think that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be back in Green Bay ever again, that he has already played his last game as a Green Bay Packer, and I think that's where this is going. Okay, my producer, Stasiink, would tell you my favorite term when it comes to stuff like this is we'll see, because I've heard this before regarding Aaron Rodgers and wanting out and Green Bay may want to be divorced from him. It comes down to this, Aaron. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I would never say that you or Adam Schefter are wrong with that smoke that's out there. But when you're a prickly personality, and he's a personality, not just a sports personality, but a prickly personality that Aaron Rodgers is, he knows exactly when he says something how it's going to land or how, what is, how, what is, how it's going to land on people. He clearly is very, very calculating to make sure that he has what? Total power and total control. Anywhere he goes, he knows he's not going to have that. So if he's going to leave Green Bay, he's going to make sure he's going to go somewhere where everybody is going to kowtow to him the way we've done and seen in Green Bay. If he doesn't get that, if he has any inkling that's not going to happen, he's yeah. going to stay right where he is because he knows that Green Bay, that organization, that city and that town, despite his prickly personality, will give him everything that he wants. Could he run New York? Could he, if he went to the Jets, could he be with, there's no big star on the Knicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there isn't. I, I guess Aaron, Aaron, Judge, Judge, just, Aaron New York. Judge just signed that giant contract yeah. and the Mets have a lot. But yeah. could he have the biggest billboard in Times Square? Because if you win with the Jets, you will be, just ask Joe Namath, you will be king of New York <laughs> yeah. forever. Uh-huh. You know, in a city like that, with that kind of personality, if you win, you could be the biggest fathead around. But yeah. if you win in New York, places Nobody. like that, oh, they'll make complete excuses. He's a fathead, but he's our fathead because we won the championship. And believe me, Aaron Rodgers knows that he loves playing the villain. He even talked about having help being the villain, and it had nothing to do with the Green Bay Packers when he was on the Pat McAfee show. If you take the right, the right sound bite from the right thing, you know, and it's, a, and it's a station that may or may not have in the past been brought to you by Pfizer, then they got to make sure that their villain, oh. you know, gets cast in the correct light. Uh, and whether or not they're, you know, sponsored by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, whatever it might be. Oh, when you go up against some of those powers that be, you put yourself in the, in the crosshairs, you know, they're going to paint you in a certain way. And that's what the media did to me a couple of years ago. That's fine. That's their prerogative. That's what they want to do. But I think I responded, uh, you know, pretty good in those in those times, and uh, I'm glad I went through that. And anything that comes after that, small potatoes, bro. It almost sounded like the next sentence out of Aaron Rodgers' mouth was going to be, "I'm Aaron Rodgers, 
and I want to be your president in 2024. I'm Aaron Rodgers, and I want to represent you. He knows exactly how to play things and play people to see I'm the victim here. I'm not the one causing all of this. He is very smart, very calculating, and he knows that people pay a lot of attention despite his personality. And even in a place like New York, if you win, you know that's going to play well. Well, listen, I didn't have a problem with Rogers being unvaccinated. I had a problem with him lying about his vaccination status. Exactly. So let's just, to Aaron, make that perfectly clear. It's the lying that's the sin. (laughs) Your body, your temple, whatever, dude, I'm not going to be around you, so I don't care if you mask or unmask or whatever. Like, that's not the argument here. The problem is that you straight up just lied to everybody about it. Yeah. So that's where it's the dishonesty that's that's the breach to me. It has nothing to do with drug companies or vaccine makers. Shout out to all of them, as long as they're sponsors of us here at ESPN Radio. <laughs> but it, it's Freddie, I'm right. It, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's yeah. the lying that rubbed everybody the wrong way, uh, not the decision to take the facts or not. Yeah, but when you can get away with that and you know nobody is going to hold your feet to the fire, and I hate to use that as a cliche, but it applies here. When you know you can do those kind of things, you don't have to worry about any consequences or repercussions. Of course, you can throw that back in people's faces because it worked for your narrative when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. I'm completely with you. Whatever you choose to do, if you can deal with the aftermath of it, I'm fine with it. But the aftermath has never come back to haunt Aaron Rodgers when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers know that. Aaron Rodgers knows that. He knows that they know. And that's why here we are once again, where it's Tuesdays with Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show. Last thing, I think that it did hurt his brand, Freddie. I think that... I think that he used to be immensely popular, and you used to see him on commercials all over the place, and I don't... I don't see him quite as marketable now as I did maybe three years ago. Well, State Farm will disagree. We still see those commercials all around with Aaron Rodgers, but... We haven't seen so many of that, but I get this since Aaron Rodgers does not even care about those kind of things. Yeah, man. It, I'm a progressive guy. Friend. You are. There you, know, you go. Yeah. Brand, brand placement starring Aaron Goldhammer. I don't, I don't play with those other insurance <laughs> companies. I'm a Geico man myself. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Freddie coming in for the boys and Canty and Carlin. And how did Tom Brady answer this question from Jim Gray on his Let's Go podcast? Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? His answer is next on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. If, in fact, this is it for Tom Brady, all I can say on behalf of all football fans is appreciate the memories. Not the way we wanted to end it. And there is a red zone interception for Tom Brady, his first as a Buccaneer. Brady nowhere to go, and he's sacked. Obviously, we came up short as a team, and that's really all that matters. That's all I've really cared about was team success, and I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, and I hope I gave the same thing back to you guys. He's Aaron Goldhammer. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Hit us up anytime you want at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And our producer is Charmaine Namath, Stasienki. He's like, when? When is Tom Brady going to tell us? What is he going to do? Stas just wants this to be over with when it comes to Tom Brady. Did he give any kind of clarity when Jim Gray on Tom Brady's Let's Go podcast asked this question? Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only like the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank now, you. Now, when Jim Gray, who's known to be an ultimate antagonizer, when he's antagonizing a guy in his own show, Aaron, that's when you know that things are going completely sideways with Tom Brady wow. not wanting to make a decision before yeah. anybody wants him to speak about it. You know, this felt a little bit rehearsed to me. Yeah, it sounded. I, yeah, that's a good point. Right, we're we're sort of performers in this space, mm-hmm. Freddie. So I can tell when someone has practiced their take a few times, and when someone is just sort of going off the cuff and and riffing. Yeah. To, correct me if I'm wrong. Did that sound like those two had gone through that exchange beforehand? You know, I'm just, I don't have any inside information here. I'm just speculating my face off on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. But it just felt a little rehearsed. You know, yeah. the other thing to me, Freddie, that, that stands out here. Mm-hmm. When did Tom Brady start talking like a sailor? You know, when did he start cursing like that? The, like, minute, the minute he left the Patriot way, like he was free. <sighs> but w- why did he feel the need to drop two F-bombs in that answer? I I, I don't know. You know, I wonder. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish you could see Aaron Goldhammer just, he's just wiping his brow and furrowing his brow right now. I, like, how did we get here with Tom cursing Sailor Brady? I, I mean, I, I'm just sort of at a loss for words. You know, I guess my parents told me that that was a sign of a poor vocabulary, mm-hmm. of poor manners. And if I talked like that, my mom. I don't know about you. My mom would take my mouth and she would shove a bar of soap in it. (laughs) And I just don't know. Does Tom 
realize like he has to be interesting in order to have a career in television and he signed a big television contract and just cursing doesn't make you more interesting it just makes you sound uneducated okay well it's funny you mentioned that because for the longest time how many people attached that to Derek Jeter saying that he was a boring interview he was a boring quote he was a boring soundbite Tom Brady was a boring interview a boring soundbite for 20 years it was as if he said to himself, that's not my personality, but I went along to get along because that's the way that Bill Belichick wanted things to happen with the Patriots. I don't know when he decided to flip. I firmly believe the minute that he got away from that, he said, you know what? I'm going to be who I'm supposed to be. I'm going to be who I always wanted to be, and people are going to see and hear that. Whether they had a table read, him and Jim Gray, maybe the audition for Blue Bloods with Donnie Wahlberg, I have no idea. But yeah. I look at Tom Brady where he says to himself, you know who he is? He's like that older person who's gotten to a point where they stop worrying about what people think about them. Maybe. That's where he is right now. But, but that, but, but, I mean, I'm so at a loss for words on this. I kind of <laughs> don't know what to say. I agree with you that it could just be at the point, at this point in his career, he's not worried about what anybody else thinks or anybody else judging him. But when certain players answer questions, like they're interesting. I'm hanging on every word they say. I'm not feeling that way during that Tom Brady interview, during that Tom Brady podcast. I'm kind <laughs> of just sick of Tom Brady. To your point about how our producer Stosh feels about it, uh-huh. I would eliminate him from the sports culture at this Ooh. point if I could have. Tom Brady's been a part of my adult life the whole time I, I would appreciate him stepping aside I would throw his retirement party <laughs> at this point Aaron Goldhammer Freddie coming in for the guys today Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio and the ESPN app I think it under, I think we understand that it shows that when you've been part of any kind of narrative any kind of celebrity narrative you know exactly how to perform because you use the word. They were all performers. What's the old line from Shakespeare? All the world's indeed a stage and we're merely players. Yeah. Tom Brady does not want to leave that stage because he knows he doesn't have to. So whether he decides to play one more year and full disclosure, he's playing one more year. Yeah. He, he is not going to let his football epitaph read what happened in that game against the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. Going 66 times. So he's going to go to the best situation for him to win a championship or get close to a championship. But he also understands the stage. And when he's on that stage, now he can command the stage. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder and say, hey, Bill, is that okay if I say that? Hey, Bill, is that okay if I say that? Hey, right. Bill, can I say those kind of things? Right. He has not had to worry about that. If anything, Tom Brady's living the life that Rob Gronkowski lived, even when he's with the Patriots. Gronk well, was wrestling. He was saying all these things. And Tom Brady's like, I want to do that. But Gronk was like, I'm going to do it anyway. Now if, he gets a chance to be Gronk now. Fr- Freddie, if you could watch football with one, okay, I'd much more like to be sitting there watching the game with Bill Belichick than Tom Brady. Why? To me, I just think Belichick has a better sense of humor. I think he's more interesting. I think he has more depth. I think he tells better stories. If I was a network executive for ours or any other network, I would pay Belichick Hmm. what Brady got paid by Fox. But I wouldn't pay Brady that because I just don't think he's got the chops to be that interesting. And to me, that soundbite sounded like something he just wanted to say to keep his name out there or to impress somebody. It didn't sound authentic to me. It didn't sound honest. So you're saying that Bill Belichick is more relatable than Tom Brady? Yes, yes, yes. I I never thought I'd hear that in my life. 
I know who <laughs> Belichick is. You, we got a pretty good idea. And there's moments, those moments where he has broken down the the wall a little bit, mm-hmm. whether it be for NFL films. Yeah. Uh, I think Belichick is fascinating. Okay. I would love hmm. him as an analyst in that booth. I think he'd be really good. The only problem is he's still one of the top coaches in the game. Um, and I agree with you. I think I think Brady's going to play another year. It's just a matter of trying to figure out where. Yeah, for him to figure out where had the NFL landscape help him to figure that out. Either way, they may be more curse words than Tom Brady in our future before he decides on where he's going to go. You can't curse, though, Freddie, on ESPN Radio. Even a legend yeah. like you no. would get in trouble for yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I enjoy what I do and I love what I do. And I want to keep doing what I do. I, I know better, but I'm not Tom Brady. I don't have that kind of fire that he has no matter what. He's going to do like we mentioned. Always hit us on social media. Hammer Nation, Hammer Nation 19. That's Aaron's handle. My handle, Coleman ESPN. Freddie, come on, Aaron Goldhammer in for the boys today on Canty and Carlin. And we go from a former Patriot quarterback in Tom Brady to a current Patriot quarterback in Mac Jones. Maybe Bill Belichick was listening to us based mm-hmm. on helping Mac Jones. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app and Sirius XM Channel 80. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. According to Adam Schefter, the Patriots are hiring Bill O'Brien. I think for Matt, for him, this is probably the best possible outcome he could have hoped for. He's Aaron Goldham. I'm Freddie Coleman. In for the boys at Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. 15 minutes away from our Las Vegas is motivating this one team when it comes to Championship Sunday in the NFL. That comes away in about 15 minutes. Not saying that Bill Belichick listens to Sports Talk Radio. I don't know what he listens to. Could be opera. Could be classical. Classic rock, soul, hi, whatever that is. Hi, Good hey, Bill. afternoon. Bill, if you're listening, Aaron and Freddie say hi. <laughs> but he must have been paying attention because last year, Aaron had a chance to come in with me on Ferdinand and Fitzsimmons. We're talking about the Cleveland Browns and the future, yada, yada, yada. And then we got into the discussion about Mac Jones, how he can be helped. And we both were in agreement. If Bill Belichick was smart the minute the season was over, he'd make that call down to Alabama and say, hey, Bill O'Brien, leave Nick Saban. Come on home, Bill. Come on home. Back to New England when you were an offensive coordinator before you left to go to Penn State. Well, according to reports, Aaron Goldhammer, that's exactly what's going to happen. They're moving Matt Patricia somewhere else, not in near anyone that throws a football, and Bill O'Brien's going to be the head coach. If you didn't believe that Bill Belichick had Mac Jones' best interest at heart before, he clearly knows that this quarterback can be a lot better with somebody else better calling plays with Bill O'Brien. Uh, let's start with this, Freddie. The idea that they had 
defensive coordinators as their offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. No other coach in football could get away with that and keep their job. And (laughs) people thought that, like, Belichick was rewriting the way football works. Oh, this is going to be a genius move. No. Like, your quarterback regressed. Your offense scored 20 points a game. It was terrible, and really it prevented you from having a team that should have made the playoffs, frankly. Um, They need to be better coached. They were not a well-coached team this year. They weren't a smart team. They literally threw a game directly to the other team on purpose. So I think this is a good move, and I think it's going to help Mac Jones look again like the Pro Bowl quarterback that he was as a rookie. And hopefully for Pats fans, year two for him will just be this minor little step back on a much better trajectory. If anything, he'll look like a competent quarterback because he didn't have anybody competent that was calling plays for him, honestly, in his first couple of years in the National Football League. Not saying Josh McDowell was doing it, but it's kind of hard to do that with a rookie quarterback. There's only so much that you can involve him in the playbook and make that work. So if anything... Mac Jones has probably had two gap years when it yeah. comes to being an NFL quarterback when he sure. showed to the Patriots in the first round. But I thought it was very interesting of Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, when he's on Keyshawn, Jalen, Max, don't forget to catch the boys Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. He says this is what it really means for Mac Jones now that Bill O'Brien is back as a Patriots offense coordinator. Mac and Bill O'Brien actually have a connection. When Bill O'Brien took that Alabama offensive coordinator job a couple years ago, Mac was just finishing up after winning a national title. And they actually, Mac actually helped Bill O'Brien a little bit get acclimated to the Alabama offense um so there's start with that connection and i think what's so important about this for mac is they're they're gonna i don't want to say they're necessarily going to go back to what they did under josh mcdaniels but there's going to be a lot there's going to be a lot of similarity so it's not like he's going from the josh mcdaniels system to something completely different this past year to something completely different this year and i think that carryover is going to be critical uh for max growth i think for him this is probably the best possible outcome he could have hoped for in 21st century football if you have a quarterback that you believe in yeah and to your point Aaron Goldhammer you're having a guy that washed out as a head coach in Detroit was yeah. a decent defense coordinator to Patriots but he wasn't earth shake when I talk about buddy Ryan here no in modern football if you have a quarterback you believe in and you don't give him that kind of help, you should right. not be surprised what you got from Mac Jones in the Patriots offense in 2022 you know the other problem Freddie to me who are their skill position guys? Did they have a fantasy player that belonged on your team on a week-to-week basis this year? You know, I don't Not like the, fantasy football, but go on. I want to hear this. This ought to be good. Like, I'm trying to – Jacoby Myers. He's okay. Like, the, the, Ramondre Stevenson. Mm. The, they don't have – this is a game now. Look at all these teams that are left. Who are the Eagles wide receivers, Freddie? A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, ooh, and elite ooh, tight end. Ooh, 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 ooh. And, and elite tight end. What about the Bengals? Oh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Boyd and a quarterback in Joe Burrow. What about San Fran? What about Kansas City? Mm-hmm. These teams have fantasy studs mm-hmm. up and down their offense. I didn't think about that. If the Patriots want to turn into a 2023 football team, yes, they need the right offensive coach. And this is a step in the right direction. It's an obvious one. I mean, I could have told them that hiring Bill O'Brien back was a good idea, and I could have figured that out. Now comes the hard part. 
which is growing and developing some real offensive playmakers for Mac Jones because they might be able to sneak into the seventh wild card spot <laughs> being well coached and playing solid defense. Mm-hmm. But unless they get some explosive plays on offense, they're never going to be a contender with Belichick. Again. No, no, no doubt about that because more than ever before, Bill Belichick has to realize as great of a coach as he is, you can't out scheme people. You look at his division. The Miami Dolphins are Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yep. Even the Jets got better playmakers on the outside with Garrett totally. Wilson and those guys. Oh, my goodness. Everybody else in that division has playmakers that you have to deal with, and you can't just out-scheme these guys on defense and that your offense won't make mistakes. Tom Brady covered up a lot of sins that the Patriots had when they didn't draft well or didn't get the right free agent outside of Randy Moss. You can't get away with that, Aaron, more than ever before in an AFC that's going to keep getting better and better and better each and every year with those kind of playmakers. Remember, they paid all that money for the two tight ends, you know, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Um, That looked good last year, but this year certainly did not. Mm -hmm. And again, I I just think they've got to support. I believe that Mac Jones can be pretty good. I don't know that he can be Tom Brady. I mean, come on. Nobody is. Right. But I think that you have to support him and surround him with the right pieces. You have the money to do it now. He's still on his rookie contract. You're still in the window where you can really support him better. And I I think there are players that want to go play for Bill Belichick. I think there is still a certain cachet to that. And maybe last year will just be a little bit of a setback. But if if I'm Mac, like, I'm looking at the last 365 days. I'm thinking to myself, what are you guys doing to help me? Well, now they've done it. Now, if you're Mac Jones, what are you going to do about it? Because he literally yelled Matt Patricia out of a job in New England. How many times we see that so many different times that he was very frustrated by the play calling and the lack of imagination with the offense? Well, now you got a guy that can be very imaginative with that offense. We'll see if Mac Jones can make it work or maybe people write about Mac Jones not being that kind of quarterback that people thought they were getting out of Alabama. Aaron Goldhammer and Freddie coming in for the guys today on Canty and Carlin. 49ers versus Eagles in the NFC title game. Chiefs versus Bengals in the AFC title game. Which will be the better game? Our answer is next on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can watch and listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.